Hey guys, what's up? We're live on the Curious Body podcast. Portugal again, as usual, walking around in my field, which is super fun. I've just been raking for a few hours. That was cool. I just want to ask you guys if you feel like you're learning, if you feel like you're gaining something from our podcast because it's for everybody, then I can encourage you to check out my page on Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash curiousbody. That's it. Uh, everybody in the world wants to get paid for what they do. And if you feel like showing some love, I can make you a custom painting. I have a few little gifts on there because if you're giving something to me, I should give something to you. Maybe not should. That's not very Buddhist, is it? But that's how I operate. So if you feel like you are loving the show and you're learning about the Dharma and you're becoming a bit wiser, then... I really want to ask you to please help me out and do all the stuff. Share, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, all right, let's go. There is a saying in Zen that is, before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. Now, how does this make sense? It's like, if you are trying to obtain enlightenment, which is the inner pull that every Buddhist yearns towards, and they they go with that flow until they reach enlightenment, if that is your goal, then when you reach that goal, you may be disappointed because you're still going to be alive. You're still going to have to chop wood and carry water or do your daily activities. Regardless of what some magicians might say, you still have to eat. You still have to poo. You still have to go to work or not, whatever your lifestyle is. But you still have to wake up and go to sleep with your consciousness. So... Buddhism is the most practical religion, philosophy, and or guide that every wisdom seeker and every spiritual seeker should experiment with. I say this because as time goes on and the more I practice the Dharma, which means actual implementation of the words, the wise words and advice of the Buddha in my daily life, the more doors open into more Dharma doors. And it's like, what? You know when you're trying to do something and you're trying to figure something out, like, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. Uh, Maybe you have a new baby and you're like, why is my baby crying? Why? I can't figure it out. And then you're like, oh my God, I cracked the code. That's the feeling. You crack a code and then there's some more code and then you crack another code. And Dharma is like this. So back to the Zen proverb, if you are chopping wood and carrying water your whole life and all you want to achieve is enlightenment because you're like, 
chopping wood and carrying water is kind of boring and I don't really like it. I'd rather be cool and enlightened and never have to worry about it again. I can just sit there and be completely happy. That is true. However, you may be disappointed upon enlightenment. And I'm not speaking as someone who is enlightened, because I'm not, and I know that. But everything is still functioning. Everything is still functioning. Your perspective is different on what is functioning. So let's take an example from my life today. I got in a... Fight is not the right word. I got into a dispute about business and about money with a colleague. And I reacted emotionally at first. And then I took a step back and I rationalized it and was going through the motions of how there are numbers involved and that's the rational part. And I did something that really struck me today. Instead of keeping on reacting and reacting and making this chain of events longer and longer, which is what I would usually do, I stopped the chain. I could distinguish very, very, very clearly in my mind between my emotional response and my intellectual or more, what's the word? rational or logical response and then I tried to check the situation and see the perspective from the emotional and the logical place of the other person so it's not just all about me and my reaction somebody says something or they feel a certain way and then I react no we are all mirrors of each other in a very true sense and my reaction can hurt you and your reaction can hurt me that's why we're all suffering because we react instead of intelligently act or be so When we walk the path of Dharma and we are going towards enlightenment and we're not rushing to get there but we are making realizations step by step, the path starts to unfold and that inspires you to keep working with the Dharma. doesn't matter if you're a Zen guy or if you're a Tri Ratna Buddhist or if you're doing Vajrayana or any other of the Eastern sort of sects like Trika Shaivism or Shakti worship or your personal relationship with any of the deities such as Ganesha, etc. doesn't matter. What matters is that these teachings teach you something. Buddhism is the perfect, if I can use that word, system or guide for those 
who want to take a look at their own mind and that is what their mind is geared towards. Now the Buddha, <laughs> he was the best psychologist because he looked inside himself and he figured out that everything around him, including the stars, the moon, the earth he walked upon, the people, the animals, the situations, the temptations, the emotions, the physical sensations were only a projection of his mind. And when he figured that out, it was like, aha, I created all this. I created samsara and I did it for fun so that I could figure it out and wake up and be happy. That's the contrast. The Buddha never wanted anybody to blindly follow him. And this is true. This is 100% true. He would never want to ask somebody to believe what he says and bow down to him in any sort of way that made him higher than anybody else because he is pointing to you and saying no you look inside you don't look at me look inside you i am merely a teacher a guide someone to inspire because i'm caring about you and the more you practice dharma the more compassion comes compassion is what inspires me to do this podcast because sincerely i love you guys I don't know who you are, all of you, but I have a feeling deep within me that I want to share the Dharma because the more I help myself and I help you and you help yourself and you help another, then look at this amazing projection of mind that we can make. Now, Buddhism, it's not perfect for everybody in general. I don't want you to get the wrong idea about what I'm saying, that it's the best system, it's the most holy, it's the highest. No, 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 no. It's the best for those who have the inclination to be a bit introspective, a, a bit curious about their psychology and the psychology of others. If you ask the question why, then Buddhism gives you answers to why. Not a lot of systems do that. They will answer how. If you look at science, a lot of the answers are how answers. And then there are other fields that answer different questions in different ways. So it's geared towards that type of person. The most beautiful thing is that besides the realizations that come, there's not a lot that you have to do in terms of, uh, how do I say it, being pressured into anything. You don't have to join a group or organization unless you want to, totally cool. There's no specific ritual, although there are many that you can choose if you feel like that's your way and you can be completely alone or 
together with others practicing the Dharma. And it will be different for each Buddhist, for each one, completely different. Again, when we talk about the teachings of the Buddha, um, even Dharma can be a turnoff for people, even though the results are like, Jesus, this is so cool, and you become more fulfilled and inspired, even though the results are like nothing before, you could still see it as some type of quote-unquote religion or um, oppressive system or uh, something that turns you off about it. I'm sure that there are people who are turned off by Buddhism. I'm sure. Especially if you're of another faith. Maybe a Muslim or a Christian or a Catholic or some other other faith. Baha'i, Jewish, maybe that's a complete turnoff because you feel like Buddhists are against you or whatnot. Dharma is actually for everybody. You can practice Dharma no matter what, no matter what. You don't have to be of a specific faith, but you can be. You can be a Christian and practice Dharma. There are no rules against that because it's not about religion per se. It can be called that because there are elements of religion in there, such as the Vajrayana rules, um, where mandala visualization is very revered because it's so complex and so beautiful, and you have to remember a lot of things in Vajrayana visualization. And even Zen sitting and Zen walking, it's a practice. It's part of some sort of mm, habit and habit formation. Those habit formations are only there if you want to take them up. They're only there if you want. For example, I don't do sitting meditation. I don't feel like it's right for me at this point in my life. My meditation is at the moment raking or walking, or cycling, or running, something that moves my body. That's my style, and I really enjoy it. And the realizations come. So if you find your flow, go with that flow. Don't, don't let any structure stop you from what you were meant to achieve as a person, and as a higher person, or a higher being on the planet. We are truly fully human and fully divine. We have human aspects, meaning the biological system, the psychological system, and the emotional system, like falling in love with another person, all of your morals and values, and your cultural niches. Like maybe you're really loyal to people, or maybe your thing is respect. All of this stuff is fully human. And the divine part is the part that we reach when we go deeper into Dharma and we realize that we're not just human. We're sort of 
superhuman, <laughs> if you want to say it. Superhuman. I like it. But Dharma is here as well as a guide because you cannot just become enlightened one day. I mean, there are people, and I know some of them, I've met them, and I've watched them and heard about them through different sources and tales, books, videos, and in person, uh, who spontaneously awaken. But if you know that you want to awaken, then it's no longer spontaneous. So if you know you want to awaken, then I encourage you to pick up the Dharma and start anywhere. Really just start anywhere. And, you know, you have to, you don't have to follow a teacher and make him your guru, him or her, but you have to follow a teaching. Uh, the teaching of the Buddha will only help you if you try it and experiment with it. This is the, the little part I want to make a point about where people sometimes confuse Buddhism with religion because there is something you have to do if you want <laughs> to become enlightened uh, is to learn about the Dharma. Learn about the Dharma. For example, you can't say, I want to drive an airplane and never learn to do it. It doesn't make sense. You can dream about being in an airplane and what it would feel like, but at some point you have to pick up a control panel and a manual and you probably should have a teacher there to show you exactly what you're doing. Otherwise, you will never fly a plane or crash the plane. So, the idea is that if you want to learn the Dharma, you have to learn the Dharma. Nobody's going to give it to you magically. Magically. That's the magic word, magically. There was a story about the Buddha. I can't remember which sutta this was in. But it's often noted that he would debate for a while. When he was into debating, later he gave that all up and was like, eh, I can't be bothered with it anymore. But he debated with Brahmins about their point of view because he was challenging the status quo at the time about how people thought and their psychology and how to awaken. And he was talking to a Brahmin and he was like, actually, yeah, yeah, now I remember. He was walking towards a river and he found some Brahmins and they were doing rituals by the river because they wanted to cross the river. And they thought that one of the gods would help them cross the river. And the Buddha saw this many, many times, over and over, people doing ritual magic to obtain a result. And he decided to step in and he was like, hey guys, what you doing? And they were like, we want to cross the river, so we're doing this ritual, this water ritual. And the Buddha said to the Brahmins, hey guys, well, if you want to cross the river, instead of doing magic to cross the river, which may get you there and may not get you there, why don't you build a boat? And they were like, huh, huh. I'm not actually sure how this story ended. <laughs> Maybe somebody was offended. I, I don't know. Maybe they crossed the river with a boat. But that's the point. 
magic and wishful thinking doesn't always work. Sometimes yes, but it's not a proven method. So follow the methodology, read the suttas, get familiar, find out what you like and what you don't like as a human and a divine being, and you will start to cross the river of Dharma. That's what I want to say to you guys today. I hope that you become inspired to keep practicing. If you have any questions for me, please reach out and email me at curiousbodhi at zoho.com. I really love technical questions. If you have a question, like a deep question, like, hmm, I come from a family where they would kill me if I practice Buddhism. What can I do? Or in this sutta, it says enlightenment is the most important thing, but then it contradicts itself and says that it's not the goal. What does it mean here? Which is true as well. Ask me. Ask, ask, ask. Be curious and don't hold back. This is why I do this. So we can get clarity on what's going on here in all of reality. Reach out, support. I'm going to love you and leave you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and being with me. It's been a pleasure and it will continue to be a pleasure. Take care. Namaste.